0: Welcome to the Eclectic Readers Podcast, where we're always thankful for books. I'm Meredith. I'm Susan. I'm Jeanette. How are you ladies today?
1: Uh, good. <laughs> Could be better. It's been, it's been quite a weekend for me, anyway. <laughs> um, but overall, good. Um, as some fellow parents may know, uh, the dreaded potty training has begun. Whoa. Oh, man. (laughs) So, uh, not much bookish things this weekend. I've been, like, literally sitting next to, you know, my daughter staring at her panties, you know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) making sure that she goes in the potty. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, But, you know, on the plus, we were reading a lot of books and, you know playing games and so it's been kind of nice on that end um on a bookish note i am getting ready for a personal book challenge i set to myself so i'm getting that all set up for january um and i'm doing a reread challenge for myself so i'm trying to reread as many books that i've been meaning to reread for the past few years oh nice Mm -hmm.
2: i am excited that sounds fun you should be. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's something I've been wanting to do too. So
1: hey, that's cool. You know what? If you want to join in, you're welcome, but like I'm minimizing the amount of new books I'll be reading to like book club books and things like that, you know?
0: That's Makes cool. Sense. I've yeah. I've wanted to do that too, but yeah, I think it's it's a matter of having to just set it as a challenge because otherwise you're just like I have so many other books I need to read.
1: Right. And like I've started this list and it's like huge already and I know I'm not going to get to all of it. But, uh, you know, at least I'll get to reread some of these books that I've been wanting to reread.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. How are you doing, Jeanette? Well, I'm actually getting over a cold, so sorry if I sound a little, like, off. I actually feel a lot better than I sound, but people keep telling me, like, you sound kind of weird. Because, <laughs> you know. All right, people, that wasn't very nice. Yeah, like, they're like... Are you getting sick? And I'm like, no, I caught a cold like I caught a cold like a week ago when um my daughter had a cold and she like coughed on me and then a few days later a student sneezed on me, so I was doomed, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm feeling a little bit better, but um yeah, it's been pretty pretty funny. <laughs> um and the good thing about that is between that and the first quarter ending at school I was finally able to do some reading yesterday. My husband took pity on me, and he's like, okay, I'll take the baby. You do your reading. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Oh, what a lovely man.
2: Yeah. (laughs) He's a
0: sweetie. (laughs) How about you, Meredith? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I actually got to go to a bookish event earlier this week. I just happened to be taking a Thursday off to, you know, use up some of my vacation time before the end of the year. And Jeanette let me know about a Cassandra Clare event at a local Barnes & Noble. Ooh. So I was actually able to go. Otherwise, if I had been at work, there's no way I could have gotten there in time. Oh, uh, true. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, I'd never seen her in person, so that was cool. Uh, she read a an excerpt from... Her book that's coming out next year, uh, The Queen of Air and Darkness, I believe, is the title. Uh, And then she answered a bunch of questions from the audience and signed a bunch of books. So I definitely did get some spoilers, though, just because I'm not onto that Shadowhunters series yet. So Mm. people were asking questions and I was like, trying to not listen, but... (laughs) They were asking really specific questions. So, <laughs> oh, well, um, it's my fault. I mean, how many years have these other books been out? Uh, so, um, and then when uh, I actually went up to see her to get my book signed, I was wearing a a quote shirt that I got from the bookish box that was from Clockwork Princess. And she was like, oh, wait, what does that say? She's like, I saw it said books. And so then she was reading my shirt and she was like, oh, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> And then she took a picture of me. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. Yeah, she was super nice. So hopefully, the bookish box will send her one of those shirts because she really wants one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a shirt of your own quote.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But see, someone put, did the work to put it on a shirt. You know, she didn't have to do anything. <laughs> well, she put the yeah, work sure. in to write it, but.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: You know. Well, well and, and the it.
0: event was for, this is, I guess, the 10th year anniversary of City of Bones. Oh my which, gosh! I know. <sighs> which sounds like a long time ago, but then you think about how many books she's written in ten years. Then, because the Shadowhunter yeah. world has so many books, it's it's crazy. She's really prolific in that series. So,
1: yeah, she.
2: Um, I think she's written what, like twelve books of that series, something like that. Sounds
1: yeah. about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I can remember when I picked that book for Eclectic Readers when there was only, like, four of us. <laughs> yeah, Aww. I remember. Oh, man. God, time goes by. <laughs>
2: yeah, it does. That's for sure. Ugh. Yeah. You're going to ama- start making us feel old. Thanks, Meredith. I know. <laughs> uh, you right. know, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you got to go because that yeah. was the, actually the day the school quarter ended, so I couldn't go. So I'm glad you got Aww. to go. But I'm going to bring up like a random slightly off topic thing since you mentioned Cassandra Clare. and last month I know you guys talked about banned books. Mm. I saw her at the National Book Festival a few years ago and she said something about banned books that has stuck with me ever since. Um, It's really, really like made a lot of sense to me, which is that when asked about her opinion about people banning books and her books in particular, she said, you know, all parents and I'm. Paraphrasing, but she basically said, All parents should and, you know, sh- can monitor what their kids are reading. And she's totally in favor of that. And parents, you know, being very selective about what their kids read based on what's appropriate for their own child. Mm-hmm. And then she said, But she doesn't think that parents should be making decisions about everybody's child based on what's best for their own ch- child. Right. Mm-hmm. And- exactly. I thought that was a really good summary of mm-hmm. the whole situation that you guys were talking about last month. So it's interesting that you saw her this month, Meredith. <laughs> yes. Isn't that funny how things work? <laughs> <Yeah>. Full circle. <laughs> yeah. um, so back to what I was really going to ask, which is what are you guys reading now? Um, well, I
1: just finished the secret keeper by Kate Morton. Um, that was a, a mom's book club choice and uh it it was it was okay um there was a huge <laughs> twist at the you end know, they can't all be winners yeah true there's a huge twist at the end which I thought was really interesting but it was, I thought it was too long <laughs> mm. so it's okay I finished it I really wanted to see how the twist ended up the way because I found out at the book club because I didn't finish it in time I was like oh well now <laughs> I need to know so I'm gonna read the you know. <laughs> and I did I finished at the eleventh hour before like um you know, uh Amazon was like, Gotta take it back. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, but I just finished it and I s and I am halfway through What Happened by Hillary Clinton. Um no, I am interesting. I'm listening to the audiobook of that. So she's actually reading her book. Um, it's fascinating. Uh, and I'm liking it more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> And uh, that's cool that she does the audiobook. Yeah. And it's like 16 hours or something. Wow. (laughs) It's like a long book. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad I'm kind of reading it. Um, It's not like she's putting in like a ton of emotion or anything, but you can hear what she's really passionate about, you know, and what really kind of made her mad. Um, I could see that. (laughs) Mm hmm. Yeah, so that was interesting to listen listen to her, read it. Because I was like, oh, okay, so this is like something she's truly passionate about, or this is something that really irked her, you know, and she's got like little digs here and there, so um, I would recommend listening to the audiobook if you do plan on reading this book. And then um, I'm reading "Truly Madly Guilty" by Leanne Moriarty. Um, and it's as, uh, as she wrote a uh, big Little Lies.
2: That's big been sitting on my shelf. Big Little, big little Lies heads. Big Little Lies, is that right?
1: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so Big Little Lies. It's been so long. Um. Yeah, and I really like that one, and I um happened to get this one at Target for cheap a while back, and I'm finally getting to it, and it's really good, too, but little, a little more uh, heartbreaking, a little more sad, but like not, not in a bad way, but it wasn't quite what I expected, but it's still good. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what you been reading, Jeanette?
2: Well, I just finished City of Heavenly Fire on audiobook, um, which I think was what I was talking about last time I was on, maybe. I don't remember. Mm. Um, Kind of like you felt about the Kate Morton book. I just felt like it was just too long.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, It had a lot of good, like, things. Like, it was very satisfying in the way – Characters wrapped up their arcs. Okay. Um, Because, I mean, that's, you know, the trilogy that was extended into six books. But I was just like, couldn't you have just given me all those endings without all the adventure (laughs) before that? Um, I was like, that's all I really wanted.
0: So Um, you really just wanted, like, an epilogue. (laughs) There
2: you go. (laughs) Basically. um, Well, it's just funny because on audiobook, I kept thinking it was um, ending, because I'd be like, oh, well, that's a perfect ending for those characters. And then it would keep going. So it felt kind of Lord of the Rings-y. Mm, yeah. like, gotcha. Oh, it's ending? Yep. No, no. It's ending <laughs> now? No. Um, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, satisfying. Um, now I'm like ha- reading five billion other things because I'm still having the opposite of a book slump, which I don't know what it should be called, like book mountain, book mania. I don't know. Um, I started Labyrinth Lost by Zoraida Carter. Cordova. Ooh. Which, yeah, which I was really excited about, but it's actually a little creepy for me. I'm kind of a wimp. And yeah, um, it's it's pretty dark. Yeah. And like just like the first kind of like magic thing that happens, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really creeping me out. And thank goodness I'm reading this in a well lit room full of people. <laughs> um so I kind of have to leave that one for, you know, bright, shiny weekends when my husband's home. I <laughs> I'm such a wimp. Um I also started reading The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead, which has been really interesting. Um so I'm looking forward to finishing that one. And the things that are like sticking most most, like I'm actually making progress, I feel through them are Jacoby by William Ritter, which is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Um
2: Yeah, you t- you talked about that a few mm-hmm. I want to say few months a few years ago maybe even yeah a while ago,
1: yeah
2: it's so much fun it yeah.
1: is i i really like it
2: <laughs> yeah i believe you guys sold it to me as like sherlock holmes meets the doctor meets some paranormal stuff and like that's a perfect description And i'm so here for this i don't know why i didn't <laughs> pick this up sooner <laughs> um and i've been reading why the last man by brian k vaughn for my cousin's book club my cousins nice. and i have been talking about starting a book club And we finally did it. Yay! That's fun. Yeah. So the thing is, we didn't do it for the longest time because we couldn't commit to all reading the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we started a book club in which we just all read something and then we talk about it.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then, so this November is our experiment month where we're trying to read the same thing. So we're all reading Why the Last Man. It's a good one to read. Uh, Yeah, we figured since it's a graphic novel Mm -hmm. and... It would be a good try, Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: it's really interesting. So
0: that's me. What about you, Meredith? What are you reading? Um. So I think right now it's kind of weird. I'm actually only reading one book. Whoa! I know (laughs) it's weird. Clearly, because I I
2: have hogged all the books in the DC area.
0: Gosh, Jeanette. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) And so I. So I'm only currently reading right now City of Fallen Angels by Cassandra Clare. So that's the fourth book in that uh, six-book series. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, so I'm still kind of far behind, but I'm getting there. Uh, It's going pretty well so far, but I am glad that I switched after the first three books in that series to the uh, Infernal Devices series and read that before going on to this part because it's making more sense. (laughs) Mm, Some of the characters coming in and Mm. yeah. Um, But I recently finished, yes, my accent is real and some other things I haven't told you by Kunar Nayar, who um, plays Raj on the big bang theory. So that was a lot of fun. Um, He also narrated the audio book. So it was cool to hear it from him and talk about being, late on reading something i finally read the outsiders by sc hinton nice it's only been out for 50 years but (laughs) if it makes you feel better i only read it like two
2: years ago so you know
0: yeah you're only two years
2: later than i am
0: i haven't read it it at at all so (laughs) hey all right i'm not the last person (laughs) but it was really good um and i don't know why like before this year, when I saw it was the 50th anniversary, I just assumed it was, like, written in the 80s. Maybe that's because of the movie that's when it came out or yeah. something. I don't know. So I was, I was a little taken back when it was, like, talking about greasers and socks. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, this is a lot older than I was thinking. Um, and then it was actually written by a teenager. Like, a YA written by a teenager? What?
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah.
2: She, read it, she wrote it when she was a kid.
0: Oh. But it was okay. good. Um it was definitely interesting. So, Susan, put that on your list after you get through with your rereads. Okay, so
1: 2019. The <laughs> <Read me>
0: Outsiders. <laughs> I don't
1: know how this is going to turn out. I might end up with a ton of like new books to read by the time I'm done next
2: year. <laughs> well, somebody's yeah. got to curate your TBR while you're rereading. That's very true. That's very I trust you guys. <laughs> <laughs> some other upcoming challenges, because we need one as well as Susan. (laughs) Um, We're going to go ahead and do our ER Mad Libs reading challenge again. Yay! Yay. Um, We had so much fun with it that we're going to do another one for 2018. So, be on the lookout for the new challenge. It's going to be on our website, the Litzy page, our Goodreads page, anywhere eclectic readers can be found. You can start looking for our ER Mad Libs challenge coming soon. Yay. I'm really excited about this.
1: Me too. I loved reading everybody's Mad Libs. They were so funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they turned out really well. They really did, and it was a great way to kind of – well, I used it as a way to get books off my TBR Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because I could use books a little bit more experimentally than I can in some other challenges. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like, oh, Verb. Well, I have five billion books that I want to read that are verbs. So yeah. let's do that. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. So excited. <laughs> so we have that coming up, and we also have holidays coming up. So you know what that means, guys? We got to make holiday wish lists.
1: Of so that course. Time again. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe right. it's already let's, that time. I know.
2: Oh my gosh! It's been a fast year. It really has. So let's oh, start with Meredith this time. Mm-hmm meredith
0: what do you want from santa um other than all the books (laughs) um specifically i would like to start collecting the harry potter illustrated versions of the books because they just look so beautiful they're so pretty (laughs) i want them uh and uh, my husband's started setting a dangerous precedent this year <laughs> because for my birthday he got me a folio society book
2: Whoa. which um
0: I know they're like super nice but super expensive um so he got me a copy of the Silmarillion by JRR Tolkien nice. so yeah and it's beautiful and I love it but now well, obviously, I would need the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, right? Of like, course. Come on, uh, match. <laughs> have one without the other, exactly. I need the set. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'd, but so like that, or I'd love to start getting the Folio Society Jane Austen books. Oh yeah. Uh, again, I don't think I could get them all at once because that would be so much money. But you know, here or there, start getting them for special occasions would be nice. Um, and something a little less expensive, but still bookish. Um, I've recently gotten into buying bookish candles. Mm, So you know how like there's always like Descriptions of how people smell or how places smell in books, especially in YA, because that's like YA a boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, YA boys always have like these crazy smells to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so do. <laughs> obviously, people have taken it upon themselves to start making candles scented like these people. So um, they're they're fun. I've gotten a few recently, uh, and I this is like the season of burning candles, right? Once it gets a little cooler, it's I love to have a candle burning while I'm reading and sipping my tea. Um, so a couple of the shops that I've been getting them from uh, one is on Etsy and it's called The Bookish Flame and another one she has her own website uh, Novelly Yours I think mm. the site's NovellyYoursCandles.com but anyway I'll put them in the show notes Yeah, they're cool and support small businesses
2: yeah <laughs> exactly definitely I'm all about that <laughs> sounds so cool what about you
1: Susan? Uh, well <laughs> My husband is not a good present hider. He, he doesn't like keeping <laughs> presents from me because <laughs> he's just like, "I bought this for you, open it."
2: Because <laughs> he's just so, so is expect- it that he's not a good present hider, or he's just like too excited to like give you the yeah, gift? Yeah, he's That's too sweet. excited
1: to give me the gift. Like, Aww, he just he wants knows to that give you're it gonna to- love it. Right, right, right. He just wa- he just wants to give it to me right away once he's gotten it. Um, That's cute, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's really he's sweet. he's going to edit this. So
1: he actually, like, fulfilled my holiday wish list because, you know, he's been giving me Christmas presents <laughs> already. <laughs> nice. Because things have just been coming out around now, you know? So, um, Prisoner of Azkaban, the Illustrated Edition, um, that was on my wish list because, you know, I already have the first two. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, and... uh I haven't like actually gone through the whole thing yet because I just recently read it, so I was you know taking a break. So maybe I'll get to it next year. Um, but then he also got me a Kindle Oasis. Um, have you guys seen or heard anything about this lovely device? So
2: I've I've seen it, but I'm not quite sure what makes this the latest and greatest. So okay, so tell us, tell
1: us all about it, Susan. Okay, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It, um, is a little more square than a Kindle, but what makes it amazing, the first and foremost thing that makes it amazing is that it's water resistant. Oh, okay. Yes. So all you bath takers out there who love to read in the bathtub and was scared to take your Kindle, you know, into the tub, which is understandable.
2: <laughs> right.
1: You are. You can now take the Oasis and take it with you in the bathtub. If you happen to drop it in the bathtub, it is okay. Like, it's fine. Um, so that's, like, the biggest perk. The next cool thing is it's a little more um, ergonomically friendly for your hands because it's a little thicker on one side. And uh, yeah. there's there's, like, two buttons where you can turn pages so you don't have to worry about using your other hand for swiping, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. And what makes that cool is you don't always have you don't have to depend on one hand. If you turn it over, um, the the screen will then flip. So then, Hmm. yeah. So then the heavy part is always in your hand, which is really nice. Um, And like everything else is slightly faster. It's just quick. It's sharper. It's a really really nice device. (laughs) Um, You can also play audiobooks on it.
2: Oh, so, interesting. Yep,
1: so you pair your Bluetooth headphones to it and it will play Audible Books. Um, so I haven't been able to do it yet because I haven't gotten around to listening to an audiobook on it. Um, but it's supposed to seamlessly pair you reading the ebook with listening to the audiobook. Ooh, fancy. I know. <laughs> so it's it's a wonderful gift. And I told him, you can stop giving me gifts now. <laughs>
0: Like I don't know. I for, would just keep telling for him. For now. I mean, I, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> He's doing so well. Why would you stop him?
0: Yeah, so
1: that was the those two were like the biggest things on my wish list. But, you know, I'll always take gift cards, I'll always take, you know, to give cards to Amazon, gift cards to Barnes and Nobles. I'm all about it. Um and I guess like a wishful thinking type thing is I would like a bookshelf. <laughs> um the girls have their bookshelves. I don't have a bookshelf up yet because we don't have the room and our basement's not finished yet. So once that's finished, we can have a bookshelf again.
0: So Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> how about you, Jeanette? What's on your
2: list? Well, I am all with you about bookshelves. Um, I do have bookshelves, but I, uh, when we set up my new office, we realized that I needed one more. Um <laughs> So, that was, like, on my birthday wish list, and my husband was going to get that, but we went through some rocky finance stuff this summer, so I didn't get it. So, I'm putting it on my holiday wish list. Just move it over, right? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So, definitely a uh, bookshelf. Um, I still want a scarf or a pair of gloves from Story Arts or maybe some literary socks. Like, I've been having a cold, so... Literary socks would be my best friend right now. Aw, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just nice when you don't feel well to snuggle up in some socks with some tea and a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But what I did get for my birthday from a very generous fellow book nerd, not naming any names, Meredith, (laughs) um, was a cloth bound, penguin cloth bound edition of Jane Eyre, which is one of my favorite books of all time.
1: Aw, nice.
2: yeah, and funnily enough, I don't know if she and my dad coordinated this or what, but my dad also got me a cloth-bound penguin.
0: So oh, did like, he? Nice. Yeah, he
2: did. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, we totally
2: yeah linked mm-hmm. up and, and did that. <laughs> yeah, he got me um, the Canterbury Tales. Oh, and, very um, nice. Yeah, and I'd been like um, kind of looking at, like, ooh, pretty books, cloth-bound books um, for a while, but I just hadn't bought any because... I have a lot of pretty books already, Mm -hmm. thanks to my loving husband. (laughs) Um, So now I'm like, well, maybe I need to collect these pretty books. Like, clearly, Meredith is telling me it's okay. The sign. Totally. You already have to. The
1: sign. Exactly. (laughs) So
2: so that's my list. If Santa is listening, or, you know, my husband, I'll play this for him very subtly. (laughs) But we also asked some of our litzy followers And here's what the Litton said Is on their holiday wish list So Librarian Ryan said That she wants the Prisoner of Azkaban Illustrated edition And the Dark Crystal Visual An Ultimate Guide Which is kind of cool Yeah, um, I'm all about that Prisoner of Azkaban But I have to get my Chamber of Secrets first um, kathy said would like a gift card from her favorite bookstore which is malaprops in Asheville, north carolina nice. which i've heard good things about yeah let's take a road trip guys okay miss uh, <laughs> <laughs> t said she would like an amazon gift card for kindle books and a book jig which is a ribbon bookmark that clips onto your book and I've seen them, and I didn't know that they had, like, an official name. So uh, Yep, same here. I was like, that's because I same. have
1: one. I was like, oh, it's a book trick. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, so now so, you know. Now I know. Very cute, and mm-hmm. I'm all about that, and thank you for educating us, Misty. Molly the Mezzo wants a tablet for ebook reading. Mm-hmm. And now you have a recommendation, Molly, because Susan has told us all about the Kindle Oasis. Yep. Um Book sat night would like shelf dividers labeled A to Z for organizing her home library, which Yay. is the kind of organized bookkeeping that I'm all about. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I, I just like to label everything, okay, guys? <laughs> the word jar said he or she, I didn't check that one. Sorry, word jar, would like scratch off classic posters. By Pop Chart Lab, so uh, I guess like you, um, you can scratch off classic books. So yeah, it's um, sounds pretty. We fun. can
0: yeah, we can link it in the show notes. I I saw it like a year or two ago. I think it's got like the top maybe hundred like classic books you should read, mm-hmm. and as you read them, you can scratch it off to like show the cover.
2: Oh. Okay, oh, like I've I've seen similar things. Um. So, I haven't seen the Pop Chart Lab one. So, that's really, really exciting. I'm kind of down with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, that's so exciting. Um, I hope you all get what you wish for. Yay. And if you get extras, I will email you and you can send them over to us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or you can just keep uh, the extras. <laughs>
2: No, share the love. (laughs) This might be my cold medicine talking. Maybe we should go on to the main read.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To the main read. (laughs) Um, Okay, so our main read this month is Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. Uh, Quick summary. This is a saga following one Korean family for several generations. When the daughter of a poor family becomes pregnant, a minister offers to marry her and takes her to and take her to Japan. Once she moves to Japan, she will go through many hardships through the decades as she watches her family grow and go out into the world with the help of the minister and former lover. She goes on an unforgettable journey. That's like a really short summary of this book.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's Um, hard to summarize, right? It
1: really was. Um, So what, uh, what was one thing that stood out to you guys in this book?
0: Uh, oh, boy. how <laughs> how little I knew about Korean history and Japan occupying Korea and and all of like all of that. I really didn't know much about it at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, my knowledge is not as not that great either.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I was kind of. I, I mean, I don't know much about that time period in history either. But like, it not only just like the relationship between the Koreans and the Japanese at that time, mm-hmm. but like how long this relationship extended, like the like the mistrust between the peoples. I, I was just mm-hmm. pretty. Extensive, you know, sometimes you just don't think about how far back things go and how, you know, how deep it goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because what, by the end of the book, we're in the late 80s, 1980s, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm Yep. And it's still going on, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just,
2: I don't know. I just never, I'm terrible at history in general. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I should admit that. But. Just I don't I don't always think about how far back some of these bad feelings go in the world, mm-hmm. and so it's something to think about. Like all this stuff is everywhere, and it goes back so far, it's so deep.
1: Yeah, we um, mentioned that, and like you know, in high school. I mean, I love anime, and that's obviously Japanese. And you know, i and I was in high school. And I remember my mom saying, "My mom saying, like, why are you watching this?" This is Japanese. It's like, oh, that's
0: interesting.
1: Like, I mean, in my head, I'm like, uh, who cares, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. But I mean, you know, and this is my mom, you know what I mean? But this happened so recently in history that it, it still kind of still lingers, you know? Um, yeah. But, anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely the history. I love. I love that it brought so much history into it without being so heavy with history. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is one thing that stood out to me because it could have just been like, you know, stats and news clippings and things like that. But it wasn't. It was I thought it was integrated really well into the story. Um, so that I, I really I really like that. It was like a bit of history without having it being like
0: a history lesson. Um, so. Yeah, it definitely wasn't dry. It was very compelling. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so.
1: Let's start with our characters, because there are a lot. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a few. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who was your favorite character? Was there someone who stood out to you? Was there someone that like fascinated you?
0: There's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Isak was just... (laughs) I really wish we had gotten more of him.
1: Yeah.
0: He was just so... Just so lovely, you know, just such a wonderful person. And I wish his boys had had more time with him too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the way he really suffered, like, though, before, yeah. he,
1: before he died is just awful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He deserved um, better. Yeah, he deserved mm-hmm. so much better. Um, I, I mean, I really liked Sunja. You know, I mean, we, we see a, a lot of it from her point of view. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of the key person that we're following, right? Um, I, she went through so much in her life. And, I mean, talk about a strong woman, right? Mm-hmm. Good grief. <laughs> um, <laughs> For sure. So, yeah, I'd say Sunja. And I liked Musasu, too. I thought he was he was a pretty cool guy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he was like the lovable thug, you know, the 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 rascal of the neighborhood.
0: <laughs> With the heart of gold. Exactly, Yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> so, Jeanette, anybody um, come to mind for you?
2: Uh, well, definitely, you know, I loved Isak and Sunja. I don't know if you can't love Isak. Um, mm-hmm. He's so good. He's just so good. <laughs> um Um, I kind of, for a while, I kind of uh, empathize with Noah. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he was just so determined to just succeed and do well. And my heart kind of broke for him when he started struggling. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah.
2: Because I, I get that kind of determination, that kind of. You know, I can do this, even though people can't say I can't, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, Mazasu was really like the more like Mazasu was the one that I was like, I want to hug you. I'm worried things will happen to you.
1: Yeah, I was Um, so worried for him, like he was going to fall into the Yakuza or, you know, something like some sort of addiction or, you know, (laughs) yeah.
2: Yeah, so I I was so worried that something would happen to him. Like, he's the one that I wanted to, like, hug and protect.
1: Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, Well, I mean, I'm right there with you guys. Um, I really identified with Sunda a lot. Um, She had, like, that quiet strength that I admired so much. Um, She, yeah, I mean, you know, she made mistakes, but I think she, like, took it in stride. She learned from it. Um, She was, she's just, like, the family's pillar you know foundation yeah i think um and with that i really i don't know if i would say i admired but like kyunghee um i really liked her even though she was more the like very traditional like korean wife um she had like a quiet strength about her and she like never complained you know, she was the caretaker of the family or the caregiver of the family. Um, it's just, and I kind of felt bad for her because she had these huge aspirations of having her own company and things like that, you know?
2: Um, yeah, she, I agree. Yeah. And I loved how, like, she stayed so positive mm-hmm. through it all, yep. even when she wasn't realizing those aspirations.
0: Right. I loved her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, you know, her I, I felt like we didn't really see her faith waver ever either. either. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing—a quiet strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really admire her. And the and the two of the get two of them together, like
1: Sunja and Kyunghee, were like awesome. You know, <laughs> like they ran that family.
0: Yeah, they did. They did.
1: So, um, oh, and you know, talking about the two strong women. Um, in the book, I feel like women and and men were depicted very differently. Um, what were some things you noticed?
0: Well, I mean, again, I don't know much about, like, Korean traditions or a ton about the culture. So, Sue, you'll have to help us out with that. Sure. Um, but... Yeah, it was de- like there was, but there was a big difference too between Izak and his brother Yosef, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yep. I guess Yosef was probably the more traditional Korean man. Mm-hmm. Is that a safe assumption to make?
1: Yes, very safe. At least,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he definitely loved his wife and family. Like, there's no doubt about that, but he wanted to be in control, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted to be the one making the money. And and I don't know, maybe it's also the time period. I don't know how much has changed necessarily or if it hasn't. Um, But, yeah, he definitely wanted to stay in control. And he felt like what when they had to start making the kimchi and everything, it definitely got under his skin because he probably felt like, oh, well, I'm not good enough or I'm not, like, a good enough man because I'm not providing enough for my family. But Mm -hmm. nobody was, like. Everybody was barely surviving, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think they were basically pretty much like
1: reaching poverty when he finally caved and was like, you know, okay, you have to do this, you know, like it was a super last resort thing. He still wasn't happy about it. I'm
2: like, he felt (sighs) like there was no choice. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Right. It's like, you know, things could have been better if you just let them work before, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. So uh yes, um is definitely a very traditional Korean um husband. Um it's slowly changing, um, especially now that women are working more in the workforce and and things like that, but it's it's been slow progress. Um so it's I mean men caring for their children is just starting to be like a more normal thing you know like it's I mean, it's not it ha, it's not as good he, or it's not as bad here in in America but even in America that's ev- that's also a recent thing you know what i mean Oh yeah definitely so, yeah but in the, over there in Korea it's even more recent So <laughs> um yeah, it's uh, it was really infuriating when I was <laughs> reading the stuff about you know getting married and the diary and the wives that always infuriates me. I'm like, seriously, guys, we are not like luggage, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, oh man, that is just infuriating. Um, but like, you know, when Sanja's m- mom, mother, uh, I can't remember her name. Um when she y- was Yangjin? Yangjin, Yang that's Jin. it. Yang Jin. Um unfortunately I was thinking onion, but that's a totally different word. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways, it sounds similar. <laughs> um she kind of went on a rant to Sunda while she was, you know, on her deathbed, you know, of how much shame she brought and all these things she did wrong, and I'm like Oh my, really?
0: <laughs> like she did the Yeah, that
1: was upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: She didn't hold anything back. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it, that, I mean, that
1: just shows how different men and women are depicted, you know? She would never do this to a man, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then the fact that Sanjay made this mistake is just like terrible. I'm like, uh No, it's just it should be equally bad or equally good for everybody, you know? Well,
2: and the fact that, you know, when I was reading it, um, you know, certain um certain cultural parts of that aren't, you know, just, you know, limited to this culture, right? No. That and so when I was reading it at the beginning, when Sunjo was making these mistakes, I was like, This is gonna like turn out badly for her. Like, I could see that coming. Right. Um, Especially at this time period in many cultures, you know, this would have turned out badly for a woman. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then for her mother to hold that over her head so many years later. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was what, 50, 60 years later. And her mother was saying, uh, like, this is all your fault. And you made this mistake 50, 60 years ago. And it was a terrible thing. And it has ruined everything ever since. Yeah,
1: I was like, "That's that's
0: so harsh." It is, and again, yeah, um. I, well, and, it's, and is it even true? You know, I mean, I feel like all things considered, they, you know, with everything that was going on around them, mm-hmm. they they had a lot of good breaks. You know, um, I, I can I could see where her mother would be coming from if um, Isak had not married her and she had stayed like an unwed mm-hmm. mother, right? right? Um yep. but all things considered, they're actually doing pretty well, right? Yeah, it I mean it
1: it may not have been ideal, but you know, Sanja worked really hard, you know, raising her kids and working and making sure they had food on the table and you know, she you know she hated asking for help you know (laughs) like she did oh yeah you know and she rarely did yeah yeah she the the one time she was asking for help was paying for noah's education you know
0: yeah yeah i feel like yeah that was the time she actively Mm -hmm. like was kind of okay with it otherwise it was life or death kind of Mm -hmm. she was getting forced into the help (laughs) right right
2: (laughs) and even then you know she didn't you know that wasn't her idea she wasn't like oh okay this is what i'll do to Mm -hmm. pay for this it was offered offered to her and then she's like yes i'm gonna ask for this
0: yeah but i i think that goes along with just pride right there's Mm -hmm. so so much dealing with pride in this book so much um, From a lot of different characters. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Huge,
1: huge fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, you know, and the men, it's like, oh, hey, I'm just going to go sleep with this woman. I'm going to go sleep with this woman. And it's like, are they getting yelled at? No, they're not getting yelled at.
0: <laughs> right. The consequences Ugh. are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's True. It's like, okay. I,
1: and I know it's not like a just a one cultural thing, but it's like you know um this it's it's I think because pride is put into it, and it's like pride makes a huge deal out of this, and it's like you know huge deal for the woman to make sure to keep that pride for the family, you know, and not for mm-hmm. the man so um and that thinking about that um. It, Kind of gets me to think about bravery in the book because there's like so many di- different types of bravery shown by different characters. Um, with that, kind of like um, you know, Sanja going through her you know pregnancy at first and things like that. Um, what what were some other um, was acts of bravery that you saw? Hmm.
2: Well, I think she shows bravery like so many times, not just, you know, then, but I mean, just throughout her life, every decision she makes, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: taking a chance on a man and moving to a different country. And then after that, starting her own business. And after that, you know, asking for help. The the only two times in the entire book she asks for help are for her her son. Mm-hmm. Um. And she knows she shouldn't, and she does. And just throughout her life, she's so brave. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of also that taking a chance for the good of your family and knowing that this could be terrible or, you know, it could be terrible or it could be okay, but it's just what you have to do. And I think that's a very very special type of bravery because it Mm involves so much sacrifice for the Mm -hmm. people you love and many different characters do that, you know? Yeah. There
0: was definitely a lot of sacrifices being made, Mm -hmm. uh, in this book. And I mean, you know, Isak was certainly brave in his own quiet way, you know, taking on, taking on, you know, uh, a woman who was pregnant by another man. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't like, we can only imagine what he went through when he was in prison, right? Oh, for, man. for his faith. Mm-hmm. um, And seeing him come back just for that short period of time. And just, he wasn't, he, I mean, he didn't even, he wasn't like angry. He just wanted to have that little bit of time with his family. Yeah, And, yeah. It was just so hard to read. <laughs> it's like, oh man,
1: like he, he, he needed to live a full life. Like, you know, uh, he yeah. Just, um, but that gets me thinking about Yosef, um, because he showed bravery, even though, I mean, in very different way, because I mean, clearly he was very committed to providing for his family. Um, you know, but he 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 said a lot, like, you know, you gotta keep your head down, you can't be showing off money, you need to put these away, you can't have anything you know, he was very cautious.
0: Um mm-hmm. so thinking, And really he, he ended up being the the paternal figure in Noah and mm-hmm. Mozasu's life, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um and then, you know, being hurt the
1: way he got hurt. Um, oh man! That was terrible! yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, poor thing, And like he's still trying to live, you know um and I think that's a type of bravery, even though he was suffering so much. Um, it's like you know you're in pain constantly, you can't do much, you feel like a failure, but he's still trying to live and try like trying to be there for the boys, you
2: know, and trying to care for his family. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause he feels like that's his place.
1: Yeah. I mean, the women even still talk to him about like big household decisions, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, a lot of brave people. Um, so let's go into a specific woman bravery, <laughs> the bravery of the women. Um, Youngjin and Kyunghee agree that a woman's lot is to suffer. Um, do you think the women suffer more than the men in this book?
2: Hmm. And like, talking definitely th- in some ways, I would. Right, because I yeah. mean, I was
1: just talking about Yosep, and I think he suffered a lot. You know. Right.
2: I, well, I think all of the the men really do suffer in emotional ways mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily recognized by the other characters in the book. Mm-hmm. Like Noah and who growing up without a father and mm-hmm. Noah growing up, you know, finding out this terrible secret about his own life. Like those are emotional and psychological traumas that I don't think are fully appreciated by the other characters in the book. Mm-hmm. But the way the women suffer is so very challenging Because the women are people, like these are intelligent, resourceful, determined women Mm -hmm. who see opportunities and who want to do the best for their family. And in so many ways, they're limited. And when they do take chances, if they make mistakes, they're held so much more accountable than a man would have been, right when making mm-hmm. that same mistake, yeah, and I think that's a really hard way to suffer because it's not that they don't know the risks they, it's not that they don't know the challenges that they're facing, it's that they can't actually do anything about it right yeah. with their yeah. place in society mhm mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. And I think that's a very difficult way to suffer because they have to keep it all internalized. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, where a lot of that, you know, I don't know if you would call it a proverb or what, but, you know, a lot where, of where that saying comes from.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom said that to me a lot after I gave birth, so.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that still a thing that the Korean women say?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> the word is quoting. Um like, You suffered a lot for this good thing, you know. So it's like, oh, like, you know, you went through a lot mm. for this thing, you know. Yeah,
0: and it's true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: It's not, yeah. So it's not untrue. I mean, you know, generally speaking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but we still yeah. say it, like, it still goes around, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> because, it, well, and I also, I feel like, so, you know, a woman's lot is to suffer, but I feel like in this book, you could also say, A Korean's lot is to suffer, right? Living under this Japanese rule where they're like not even treated like citizens or like hardly like people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that that part of history I wasn't
1: aware of. Um, And it's just awful. (laughs) Um, I see how, you know, during that time the Koreans had this hate against the Japanese, you know, um, right. I mean, they're, they're treated awfully and they, they, like, they just couldn't get ahead. You know, they couldn't really get an education. Um, They didn't have any rights. They weren't citizens, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's pretty awful to treat people in your country, you know? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, Lot of suffering <laughs> from <laughs> from everybody. Um I agree with what you said. So let's um move on to so I guess a more hopeful tone in that um with pachinko. Cause we finally found out why this book is called Pachinko. <laughs> <laughs> um because I mean I was I wasn't quite sure where I was going, you know, at the beginning. It's like okay. <laughs>
0: Right, it doesn't mention pachinko
2: at all until like halfway through the book. And I was like, is this supposed to be a symbolic title? Am I supposed to get this? Because (laughs) I don't... Oh, wait, there it is. Right, right. So, um,
1: you know, there's some pretty heavy symbolism with pachinko.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like once we got there, because yeah, yeah. I was kind of the same. I was like, all right, so pachinko I was you know looking at the cover I was like okay it kind of looks like a game Mm -hmm. it kind of looks like we uh in in the United States kind of geared uh plinko Mm -hmm. off of (laughs) off of pachinko uh but then once we finally got to it when Mozasu was just starting to work for Goro I think Mm -hmm. was his name yes the pachinko parlor owner and they were standing there talking and you're just watching Goro just slightly tap some of the pins just a tiny bit, and then it'll change the course of how the game goes. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I get it. I understand what <laughs> the author is saying—that our life is like a game of pachinko because <laughs> the slightest thing can change it. Mm-hmm. Which then took me back to dark matter, which we right. read last month, <laughs> where oh, yeah. you know every every action you take branches off into another reality and it's like oh man so much symbolism (laughs) yep yeah Yeah. well and I also thought about that
2: because um, they talk about like when Musasu is first learning from was it Goro that he was learning from Mm -hmm. I can't remember now I think so there's so many characters Um, but when Musasu was first learning about like how to run a pachinko parlor um, they talk about how they would, like, rig the game, right? Um, They'd tap the little pegs in different ways so that different machines would be the winning machines, mm-hmm. depending on, like, the day, right? And I was like, this is so clearly, ri-, like, the whole way this um society is running is so clearly rigged against these characters because they're foreign. I'm like, and it's rigged, Differently for every single character, because mm-hmm. some characters can get away with being, you know, successful Koreans, and some characters are pretending they're Japanese. And I was like, "Wow!" I yep. was like, "Good, good work, <laughs> Miss Lee. Good work." <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's.
1: Oh gosh, there's so much to talk about in this book.
0: <laughs> I know there is. Uh,
1: um. Let's jump to the 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 the, the more present um cuz i think there are some interesting things that i found um that kind of related to like even our present time um but there was Phoebe who was uh Solomon's girlfriend Solomon yes Yes. Solomon's girlfriend um and she is a Korean American who then moves to Japan with Solomon um and her eyes were like opened <laughs> Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that kind of like how you felt too when you were reading this? Is it like, whoa, this is. Well, I think
0: she was. She was finally saying what we were thinking reading this as right. an American, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is terrible. How How is this happening? How are you not a, a citizen? You're the second generation born in this country, mm-hmm. and they could kick you out whenever they want. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny
2: about it, though. Like, yes, she was saying the things that, you know, we were thinking, but at the same time, I felt kind of like Solomon in that she was saying, like, things like, oh, yeah, you know, why should I have to cook? And, you know, why is that a big deal if my family, you know, is different from you know, the traditional Korean family or whatever. And Solomon felt like, oh, I need to defend my family. I need to defend our culture. I need to defend mm. living in Japan. Right. And I was kind of, like, with him like, because <laughs> I was like, well, you know, families are different. And especially when you live in a culture that limits you, mm-hmm. you kind of only have certain ways you could be. Yeah, and, that, and, and I, that's what he's been But like him. <laughs> yeah Yeah, exactly and I kind of felt like him at that moment where I was like you know yeah she's right but no but
0: like you know (laughs) it's not all bad (laughs) right and it's hard right because I think that's like for immigrants to the United States I think that's it's a balancing act right you know you want to be able to you know assimilate to you know, some extent, mm-hmm. right, so that you can fit in, especially if you have children, but then how much of your culture are you losing right right and so yeah. and that's hard, right? I mean, at least I would imagine it's hard. um I don't feel like I have much of a culture i'm just <laughs> I'm some kind of white um and so <laughs> um well, like, coming from like
2: a Hispanic background, my dad is always saying, you know, oh, well, we've been in the U.S. so long. Like, you know, we're just Americans now, even though we have these Hispanic backgrounds in our family, right? And my dad's like, you know, we probably wouldn't be complete. Like if we went and tried to live in one of these other cultures that we're from, we wouldn't fit in completely because we've been in the U.S. so long.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, But at the same time, I catch my dad falling, you know, into some of these kind of old fashioned traps, like when I got married and when I was having kids. And my dad's like, and I'll be like, oh, I'm going out tonight. And my dad's like, your husband know you're going out? I'm like, really? Really? Like, I'm like, dad, listen to yourself. Yeah, it's like I'm the same guy who teaches me like, you know you know, don't let men limit you. I'm right. like, okay, dad. <laughs> I'm right. I mean, like, well, clearly, yes, your husband
1: knows because it's good to have somebody know where you are, but it's like... Right. I'm like, but that's
2: not why right, he right, knows. Right. It's not because he's my <laughs> husband.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, because Solomon was so used to his culture and his family is, it is different. Like, Moses had tried so hard to make sure Solomon had, like, a really good education went to a multicultural school private school you know um that makes a huge difference you know and the stuff that you know the people that Phoebe Phoebe ran into on the regular streets they weren't like that you know so yeah that's true you know, she was just like this is just not cool you know and yeah. i don't blame her you know what i mean
2: yeah i mean it's it's got to be difficult Mm -hmm. trying to comprehend that Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and i mean she's a korean american she's her korean isn't that great um so she wasn't fitting in in that sense even though like she's among her people but these are like korean japanese people you know um right
2: totally And she doesn't speak any japanese
1: right yeah and i mean there's that one scene when the solomon and phoebe are at his parents house and she's trying to like converse with the family you know <laughs> like she couldn't talk to um oh gosh what is mozazu's girlfriend's name um couldn't talk to her because she, she only speaks japanese Atsuko? Oh, Atsuko, yes and then um she can kind of talk to you know his parents because right because you know, i thought korean. her korean
0: i thought her korean was really good but, her, but she didn't know Japanese, or was it the other way around? I don't... I can't
2: remember. Mm-hmm. She didn't speak any Japanese, and she's not good at languages, yeah. is what they say. Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she does speak Korean, but I don't remember how well they said she spoke.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was to the... I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I can't have, like, an in-depth conversation in Korean. You know, I can have, like, small-talk Korean conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. from what I was reading, I thought Phoebe was the same way.
0: Okay. And, I mean, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's
1: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and on with that, because, you know, Koreans and Japanese were very much second-class citizens, not even— um, one of our friends in the IRL book club like made a really good point of compare, comparing those people to the dreamers here. Oh, yeah. Know, with citizenship yeah. and belonging, you know? And I thought that was a really great point um, because why is this happening? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, When when Solomon was having to go in and get his fingerprints done and all that stuff and they're like well yeah technically they can like kick you out whenever and yeah kind of yeah. like with the dreamers and, it, and and it's the same thing because like if solomon had to go back to korea like mm-hmm. he would be they, so lost like he would have no idea what's going on and, and the right, same way right. the dream would have been back.
2: deported at a, as a 14 year old boy yeah Yep. like that's a 14-year-old boy, you're just a kid.
1: Yeah. And it's not like your family's being deported with, you know, like, they don't do that. Like, it's, you know, it seems like it's always just the individual and it's like, um, you see anything wrong with this? (laughs) um, but, because I think they had to renew every three years back then. Yes. Right? Okay. That's what they said. mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. God, really? I mean. Which is, yeah, that's one of those things that I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. And I was like, for real? Like, that's, That's taking it deep. Like every three years, we have to decide if you get to stay in this country. Yeah.
1: And you live, let's say you live to like even just 70. There, you know? Oh my gosh. You would have to go every three years?
2: (laughs) That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Okay. I just did the math on that real quick. uh That means you would have to go at least 18 times. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that seems a little I, much. It's
1: insane. Yeah. And it's like, and and the fact that they don't even know if like they'll still get the okay to stay. That's the thing. It's like why why do you st- why do you stand in fear every 3 years to think that you're going to be deported? Like I don't mm-hmm. no one should yeah. have to go through that. No. You know,
2: but you don't have anywhere else to go. I know. It's just but That's the that's the tragedy behind it. It's, yeah, so, and it's
1: just. And it, I mean, that was when when was he doing this? He was fourteen. He was fourteen. So was that the sixties, seventies?
2: No, it was the eighties. Eighties. Was he fourteen um, in the eighties? Solomon. Yeah, he was fourteen in the. I want to say seventies or eighties. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, because I think he turned twenty. In the oh, 80s. that's right. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. It goes when he's out of college in the eighties. Yeah, you're right.
1: Oh so. yeah, yeah. That's what. I, that's what I am trying to like
0: figure out. It's like so much time. <laughs> yeah, so much time passes in this book. Mm-hmm. So much time does pass. Yeah. You
1: know, um. So. Yeah. I mean, it's not acceptable that soon in history. You know, that recent in history. But like, we're in the two thousands. We shouldn't have. People worry about that now. You know. Um, Yeah. So it's just sometimes it's really disheartening to see how much history has not changed. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it sad? Um, But I guess on a lighter note, like, I thought it was really interesting seeing how quickly, like, Korea and Japan, like, pulled themselves out of this poverty stricken time period, you know? Um Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's really fast, I feel like. Like they just kinda grew, just kinda picked themselves up and like I don't know what backdoor dealings they did to like get to where they are. <laughs> 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 but like I thought that was amazing, like that the people will come together to like really bounce back and be, you know, a first world country. Um so I thought that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I think well, it and definitely even just shows the kind of determination, yeah, of the people. Yeah, that's
0: not easy. Well, and just looking over the course of uh, Sanja's life, right? Yep. from where she started to where she ends up as you know an elderly person. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're pretty well off. I mean, yeah, they're still like second class citizens in Japan, but I mean, they're doing a lot better than they were. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yep. And that's thanks, thanks to Pachinko, right? Yep.
2: Thanks to Pachinko. Oh, Pachinko. Well, when they they you know they periodically describe the homes that the family is living in, mm-hmm. and they start off, you know, with so little, and then in the last description, I think it's when, I think it's when Solomon brings Phoebe. Home. oh yes and mm-hmm. and they talk about like oh yeah there's a new tv mm-hmm. and there's nice furniture and the home just was redecorated yeah and i'm like what do you mean there's a tv like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah They they even really though they hard. had just said to mozasu like or not mozasu they had just said to solomon hey your father mozasu he's rich and everybody knows him and i'm like yeah but why would they have a tv oh wait <laughs> he's rich and everybody knows him of course he has a tv <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, well, did you guys like it?
2: <laughs> I did. I liked it a lot. Um, in fact, I actually just recommended it to a friend at work the other day, and I was like, this is by no means a happy book, but I think you'll really like it. Like, yeah. it's really, it was really interesting. I
0: found it very compelling. Yeah, yeah and there's, there's so much to talk about. Like, I feel I know. like we just... Barely even touched the surface there's I know so much, just like so much going on in the book, but like so much interesting stuff,
1: yeah, it was all it was like we like half this stuff we didn't even talk about an i r l meeting, you know like, and there's just so much to dig through,
2: oh my gosh, mm-hmm. let's put some of these uh questions that we haven't gotten to up on our Goodreads page because yeah, definitely i'm
0: definitely interested in talking about this book a little farther Mm -hmm. yeah please come and talk to us because there is so much left to talk about
1: Mm -hmm. there's a lot to lot to chew through (laughs) and digest and contemplate yeah so yay well I'm glad we all liked it Um, for our next book on eclectic readers it's going to be Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Machado um it's a book of short stories, and it's very dark from what I'm reading with the summaries. Yeah, that's what it sounds like.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: A complete, like, 180, I feel like, from what we just read. <laughs> um, very, I, I would say,
0: like, fantasy, right? Yeah, I think some of it is, yeah. like, some fantastical type yeah. of elements. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: it just got released. um, But it's been getting rave reviews, so we'll see.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you uh, want to look through the show notes of everything we were talking about today, you can find that at forty two. And if you want to come talk to us, you can find us all over the social medias. Susan, where can they find you? Well, people can find me on
1: Goodreads, Twitter, and let's see at Rudi That's R-U-R-I underscore K-A-I-C-H-O-U. And how about you, Jeanette?
2: You can find me on Goodreads and Litzy at JMT Rivera. And because I'm complicated <laughs> at Twitter, you can find me at Dr. Jeanette. That's D R J E A N N E T T E.
0: And Meredith? You can find me on Goodreads and Twitter and Litzy and Instagram at Mare the Book Gal. M E R E T H E B O O K G A L. And please make sure to dis- to subscribe to us and your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode because we might have some special stuff coming up. You never know. And please rate and review us on iTunes so that more people can find us. Uh, I think that does it for this episode. So let's shelve this until next month. Bye. 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 Bye.